tuning in to the 421st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you're listening, thank you for making me in the show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcasting platform you may be listening to me via, being recorded from Buffalo, New York, per usual. Going to have a great podcast for all you guys, going to have Kenny Sam, scouting expert for 241 Sports to do our annual mock draft for the 2022 NFL Draft. Me and Kenny will go pick by pick, pick one all the way down to pick 32. And we will uh, give our thoughts on the draft and kind of play GM. Kenny's preparing. He's going to do it war room style. Uh, and it should be fun. Now, before we get to that, I'm going to give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you, but subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Check on the description below. Specifically, if you use Spotify, you can click on the timestamps and it will send you to whichever part of the podcast you would most like to listen to, folks. It is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at NightTrain underscore Lane and also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You will find that I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review for some odd reason, right? If you don't like the pod, then just don't say anything because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Me and Kenny Sim are going to give our 2022 NFL Mock Draft, pick by pick. Kind of next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have the football nut himself, Kenny Sam Scouting Extra for 247 Sports, with us to do our annual mock draft for the 2022 NFL mock draft as we go pick by pick in this first round. Kenny, how you doing, my guy? Really good, Daryl. Draft one week away. A lot of good things happening. Finalizing the board, stacking the board. NFL teams are doing the same thing at this time of year, a week out. They're locking in their boards, getting final medicals, everything squared away. They'll begin placing calls, GMs with every team in the league next week. Just getting a feel for if we're on the clock, you want to move up, you want to move down. But we are really getting close to, you know, a 12-month project. Really been picking up after the year. But draft coming up next week so let's start uh you want to have the first pick or you want me to have the first pick i say you can have the first pick and do the odds because you'll have the bills pick okay i'll go with the bills uh so with the first pick 
in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end out of Michigan. Uh, Aiden, my number one overall player. Actually, no, my, excuse me, my number two overall player on my board. Uh, he can do it all. He has pretty high ceiling. Uh, very high floor. I don't imagine him being a bust. He's going to come in right away, be really good against the run. You can stand him up. He can play with his hand against the dirt. There's a lot of uh, positional versatility with this player. Uh, and he's going to be a guy that can be a stalwart on the Jacksonville Jaguars defense for a decade. So, Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. And then, so the people know, too, this is, it's it, when, when, when we do this exercise, we're doing what we think the team is going to do. And, 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 and we're considering need, best player on the board, but it's not necessarily what we'll do. It, it's what the team will do. We're trying to make this pretty predictive. And, and, and I do think, um, I do think at the end of the day, Aiden Hutchinson will be the number one pick in the draft. So now, I'm up now to Detroit Lions on the clock. For this one, I'm going to go Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. I think they're taking a look at best player on the board, pass rusher, between him and Kayvon Thibodeau. I think the Lions brass, Trayvon Walker, his personality, big into football. That messes well with the Detroit coaching staff. And they have a long rebuild ahead of them. But they get a guy with a very high ceiling who is a little raw, but he's got the got the length, stopping the run. Pass rushing will come with more opportunities in the NFL. He has the tools to get double-digit sacks. I think this is a high upside play that they're going to do. Trayvon Walker here is the pick for the Lions at number two. Yeah, really good pick. By the way, I just wanted to ask you this. How high has Trayvon Walker risen up draft board since the beginning of this year? Or the end of this football season? Yeah, I think he's risen up considerably um, knowing that with the sack production, there's a lot of... He's, he's got to be able to share that opportunity with a lot of players on the Georgia defense. They were getting sacks all over the place. Um, but he, he's risen up through the process uh, through, 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 through the process Specifically, when you take a look at, you know, the way he runs, the move, the 35-inch arms, that elite-level length, a lot of the top pass rushers, if you take a look at the guys that have top 10 in sacks this past year, a lot of them have that length that he definitely has. Um, you know, the, the, the explosion in the lower body from the vertical and the broad jump. And you take a look at a guy that comes from a good pedigree in Georgia, but he's got those elite traits that are very similar with other top pass rushers in the NFL. I think once that came to fruition during the process and you knew how athletic he was, that is definitely um, going to increase his ceiling, which is important You know, at the top of the first round, I think, is, is the ceiling of a player and what he can become, not this year, but you know, year three, year four. So, at pick number three, I have the Houston Texans, the third overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, selecting Akeem Ikuanu 
out of NC State. Now, this isn't personally where I would go. Uh, actually, my number one overall player on my board has not gone yet. Uh, people can guess who that is. Uh, but I do think all signs are kind of pointing in Houston. This will be their guy. I think he's more of a fit for what Nick Casario wants to do. I also think when we compare him to a guy like Evan Neal, uh, probably a little bit more agile, probably a little bit more ready in the pass game uh, to help give a guy like Davis Mills a chance, who it looks like Houston is going to go with as their starting quarterback for next year. <clears throat> yeah, really good pick. I think this is one of the pivot points of the draft because um, Texans, they need everything but quarterback. It seems like they're going to roll with Davis Mills. There's no quarterback worthy of the, three, of, of the number three pick. They need everything. So it's going to be interesting to see which player at the top that they end up going with. Um, they they solidify themselves at tackle with Iquanu and Larry Tunsil as they have a bunch of picks in this draft and they look to rebuild. Do you think, by the way, and just a quick aside right here, do you yeah. think if this was a quarterback class like, let's say, last year's with Lawrence, Lance, Jones, Fields, or the one that's coming up next year with guys like Bryce Young uh, and C.J. Shroud, that uh, Davis Mills, they could potentially, Houston would potentially uh, draft a QB. If it was a different draft? Yes. Yeah, I do think, yeah. Um, you know, like next year, I think next year would be a prime spot for them if they have a top quarterback staring at them in the face. Last year, there was a lot of guys at the top. Um, I think that could be an option for them. But they saw a lot of things they liked last year with Davis Mills, um, and they want to move forward with that. I also think right now, currently constructed, I don't think their team is built for a quarterback right now. I think you're throwing that kid into a really bad situation. I'd like to build the team and have the infrastructure in place for when you do end up pulling the trigger on a quarterback. So who are so, you? Uh, pick four now. Um, New York Jets on the clock. They get two picks. They have pick four and ten. They also have two high second round picks. They got four picks in the top 38. They could really rebuild this team quickly. Um, I'm looking here at what Joe Douglas likes to do. He likes building in the trenches. Also looking for best player available. How they go about doing this um, is going to be fascinating with two top ten picks, offense or defense. You split them both. This pick for the Jets right here, I'm going to go with, I think, the top player right now on the board at this time. Um, A plug-and-play I'm going to go Ahmad Gardner here. This guy's a long cornerback, really fits that Hawk 3 defense Robert Sala likes to do. Uh, classic Seattle cover corner, similar type that they had in San Francisco. You get a guy that's going to shut down a half of the field, uh, a third of the field with Ahmad Sauce Gardner. One of the cleanest prospects in this draft. Really high upside, never gave up a touchdown in college. Um, I think this would be the move here is getting a plug-and-play guy right now at corner. They need a lot of help at corner. And then probably come back, you know, see what they have available on the offensive side of the ball at pick 10. 
Good pick. So, for me, the New York Giants are on the clock. And with the fifth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I have the New York Football Giants selecting my number one overall player on my board, Evan Neal, off the tackle out of Alabama. Kenny, you know I've been high on this guy for the beginning. I had the beginning of the year. I'm like, Evan Neal, Evan Neal, Evan Neal. He is a monster in the run game. Uh, he just flattens people. Uh... There's some issues maybe in pass protection a little bit, but I think those are some things you can clean up with some, you know, more refinement and some more coaching. Uh, need to go off the tackle here. Uh, build up the O-line. Protect Daniel Jones. The New York Giants offensive line has been atrocious. I've mentioned you before. I thought it was criminal what they did against Daniel Jones against the Rams when they played him with a freaking concussion. So you need to protect your asset in Daniel Jones. It looks like they believe in him, so protect the guy. Yeah, he definitely... I, I definitely could envision how this stacks up with 5-7 and seven on Harold draft capital. Giants have to hit home runs on both these guys. Um, I do see them going big, big with these picks. Uh, sticking to the trenches seems to be what they might do. Um, really good pick here. Evan Neal, Andrew Thomas, a little bit better in 2021 than 2020. They have two tackles. Um, for Brian Dable to work with on offense. Panthers up here at number six. This is definitely a pivot point of the draft. They get a quarterback. They got to win now, though. Matt Rule, do they trade down? I, I, I think if this was the real thing, I do think trade down will be the what, what, what general manager Scott Fitterer wants to do. They did that four times last year. Um, but I, I just don't think there's a quarterback here if this number six pick for them to plug in and win on day one. So I'm going to go. Their other need is tackle. Um, so they could help, you know, tackle Christian McCaffrey. Got some talented wide receivers as well. Maybe trade for a quarterback later, um, whether that be Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. So I'm going to go here. Charles Cross. I think this would be. The way the board is stacking, this would be the logical pick here. Charles Cross uh, needs some more seasoning in the run game, but really good pass protector. Got a lot of reps in that Mike Leach air raid offense. One of the top pass protectors. He, you know, he's up there. I think. I, I think he's up there with Evan Neal as one of the uh, as the top pass protector. You plug him in at left tackle. They haven't had a left tackle since Jordan Gross. That's a team. That needs one is a premium position. Charles Cross here. So for me, next up at pick number seven, we have the New York Football Giants again. A lot of needs. Uh, and you know what I think I'm going to do? With the seven overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I'm going to go with the Giants selecting Tyler Limbaum, center out of Iowa. Uh, offensive line, I think he's a great center. Uh, I have him at a top 10 grade on him. Continue to build the offensive line. Day one, plug and play center. Invest in your asset, that is Daniel Jones. We saw the Dallas Cowboys go all in on the offensive line about five, six years ago when they get guys like Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin. And we saw what that kind of did with that little uh, DeMarco Murray, Zeke Elliott run in terms of their rushing excellence. So, and also it helps Saquon Barkley out as well. Uh, so, Tyler Lindbaum for the New York Football Giants. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
only top center in this class. Coming up here, pick number eight, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons need everything but tight end. They they are talent depleted. Um, you know they're they're going forward right now with a change at quarterback, but they need everything. They lost Russell Gage even as a wide receiver to the Bucks. They really don't have any any you know even even a wide receiver at a replacement level for them. So. They need everything. For this pick here, I've been hearing Jamison Williams is going to go in the top 10 ultimately ultimately in this draft somewhere. I'm going to put Jamison Williams here, wide receiver from Alabama, here for the Falcons. Because Falcons have a huge rebuild ahead of them. So this is not a one-year move. This is a five-year, a 10-year plan. Jamison Williams has an ACL injury that can be overcome fairly quickly he's young enough he's already progressing really well point is i think the injury as long as the medical team gives the clearance and the check off he's only going to miss you know maybe the first month first six weeks of the year he'll be back this year and if he was fine i think there's a chance he could go um be the top receiver off the board nfl is just at this position they are drunk on speed. And guys like a Ruggs, a Waddle, a Darius Hayward Bay have gone here. Jameson Williams, fastest player in this draft class. Now you get Jameson Williams and Kyle Pitts, maybe trying to uh, build up some weapons, build their offense for a chance maybe to have a top pick next year for a quarterback. But I think they go wide receiver here. It meets talent with need at this pick. Falcons in desperate need for wide receivers. So now my turn at pick number nine. We have the Seattle Seahawks on the clock. And for the 2022 NFL Draft with the ninth overall pick, I'm going to have the Seattle Seahawks select Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. They traded Russell Wilson. Uh, Malik Willis, out of all these QBs, he kind of fits the Russell Wilson mold of athletic, big arm, uh, a lot of potential in there. Uh... I don't think Seattle can go into the season with Drew Locke. They're going to need some spice, get the fans excited. So Malik Willis at pick number nine. Yeah, this is definitely an option for Malik Willis to be fit in here. A team that wants to run the football, but also similar style to Russell Wilson um, as as they continue their rebuild. They also have back-to-back picks 40 and 41. Maybe they trade back, but, but point is, they're going to have a lot of opportunity to improve their team. And I think this is a team that really does need to improve. I think they're way closer to the bottom of the division and conference. And at the top, one of the reasons why they traded Russell Wilson to get those picks. So coming up, pick number 10, New York Jets up again. They went with Sauce Gardner here um, at pick number four. Pick number 10, the Jets have been in the discussion for a wide receiver. They were in the Tyreek Hill discussion. I think this is a logical match for Debo Samuel if he gets traded. But they've been looking around for a wide receiver. This is their chance, the way the board falls. I don't think there's a tackle here worthy of number 10, even though Joe Douglas likes to build the trenches. Um, they could go back-to-back defense. But I think at one of their picks here in the top 10, 
they got to get something to help out Zach Wilson, whether it be tackle or wide receiver. I'm going to go with the second wide receiver taken here. My number one receiver, Garrett Wilson, out of Ohio State. You plug him in, opposite of an Elijah Moore, you still have Corey Davis. Now Zach Wilson has some weapons to work with. But Garrett Wilson, really good after the catch, really good body control, even for being six foot even. He could come down with jump balls. I just see this guy really similar to a play style of a C.D. Lamb or a Justin Jefferson. I think early in his career he could be just as good as those guys. So Jets get a stud at wide receiver here to help out Zach Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. How good do you think he can be right away for Zach Wilson if he goes there? I, I, I see a guy that's very similar to what, to what Justin Jefferson did in this rookie year. I can see a, you know, a split. You know, I can see something like a 90, a 90-1208 season for Garrett Wilson, but definitely as a bonafide wide receiver that they could move around, start off early in his career at Ohio State playing in the slot. They could move him around with Elijah Moore, um, but, but this would be a trusted target and a very young passing game that could grow together. But I was thinking about going offense-offense even, but looking at how the board shakes out, maybe they could come back early in round two with a tackle, but I think the biggest value, biggest bang for your buck to help out Zach Wilson with the way the board stacks out right here is wide receiver. So I give them the best wide receiver, I think, in the draft. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then kind of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to continue our 2022 NFL mock draft with the Washington football team, excuse me, the Washington Commanders on the clock. Kind of next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we still have Kenny Sim with us as we are doing our 2022 NFL Mock Draft. Now it's my turn. Pick 11, we have the Washington Commanders, and with the 11th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders will select Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Washington, the football team. I mean, excuse me, not the football team. I'm still gonna get this. Keep getting this messed up. I like the. I like. I told you, Kenny. I like the football team better. But anyway, I digress. The Commanders. Uh, the Commanders. Uh, they've done a good job of building up their front four: Chase Young, uh, Montez Sweat, uh, Doran Payne, uh, Jared Allen. Uh, getting the linebacker out of Kentucky last year, building up that front seven. Now it's time to start working on that back end. Kyle Hamilton uh, is a top ten talent in this draft. He is number. Five on my board in terms of overall players, so this is good value for them as well. They have their quarterback in Carson Wentz. Now let's make this defense truly elite in the back end. I definitely see at this pick if Kyle Hamilton is available, the commanders running to the podium for this with their front seven. 
and at the time when Landon Collins was playing at a high level for them a few years ago, some of their advanced stuff on defense, their EPA, was number one in the NFL. So now you get that safety back there that can do a lot of different things. He could call, come up and play the run. He's a chess piece to use as offenses continue to attack the middle of the field. This would be a move that Ron Revere would love to have. And they could, like I said, move him around to help out the defense in whatever way possible. He's a player that does basically everything on defense. Coming up here, pick 12 Minnesota Vikings. First-year GM, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. First-year coach, Kevin O'Connell. I think here they're looking at premium position. They need a corner. There's a corner on the board who is maybe a top-five talent in this draft. I think they ultimately go to the talent here, let him develop, and a chance here to hit a home run. To go Derek Stingley Jr., LSU cornerback, had that foot injury. He's been getting good medical reviews. Last couple of weeks since his pro day, he's been a riser. Teams are checking that box off. They're happy with it, it seems, with his foot. Uh, he's been interviewing really well. We have seen him on tape dominate at the corner position. He has the ability to do it. Just needs to keep on putting it together. I ultimately think that 2019 tape will hold great weight among NFL teams for the upside that you're getting, a potential all-pro. Derek Stingley here is the pick. I like that. So for me... At number 13, a pick that your team had, uh, Kenny, before... Uh, it was Deshaun Watson. They got this from Deshaun Watson trade, correct? Yes, yes. So with pick 13 in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans will select Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State. Uh, they have a lot of needs. Uh, they're bad all over. You mentioned this. It looks like every place is available on that team besides QB. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, he's a guy that a lot of people have high on their boards. He's not as high on my board per se, but I know we had a really good senior, bo uh, senior bowl. A lot of people like him in the NFL community. Uh, and he's a young guy with some potential to rush the QB. And Houston's definitely going to need that. Yeah, I, I really like Jermaine Johnson as a top 10 player in this draft. Had a really good season at Florida State. Probably the probably the best player. I think was the best player at the Senior Bowl. Um, ran really well. I think we're going to be taking a look back in a couple of years and saying Jermaine Johnson was maybe even picked too low here at 13. Definitely top 10 player. So coming up at number 14, Baltimore Ravens. They need to fortify their offensive line, specifically at the tackle position. Ron Stanley, badly banged up last year. But this is a particular player that they like here. Is This is a, this is a gap-controlled scheme. They want to be 
huge up front. They even got a 311-pound fullback in Patrick Ricard. But they want to be big and nasty. And one of the players here available is is Northern Iowa tackle Trevor Pennant. And he, he, he plays like a Baltimore Raven. He's big. He's strong. He's nasty. Does not play nice with others in the sandbox. He's about 320 pounds. You put him in there at one of the tackle spots. Hopefully, Ronnie Stanley could come back. That was a need for them that, you know, there was a little bit of a drop-off at offensive line, but they need to be great at offensive line for this team that wants to run the ball more than anyone in the NFL, ideally. So we're going to give them some help at offensive line here. You want to know what, Kenny? Uh, that's exactly who I would have had if I had your pick. Uh, I think Love he fit, yes, fits in with Baltimore perfectly. They are a team who wants to run the football. They want to pull guard. They want to be nasty. They want to blow you off the ball with Lamar Jackson, this really special running game with Greg Roman, John Carroll alum, by the way. Uh, and Trevor Penning, he fits perfectly into that. So I love your pick right there. Uh, just when you when we have players that's like they fit the fabric of that team, Trevor Penning, he fits the fabric of a Baltimore Raven. When you think of a Baltimore Raven and what they want to do and what they want to accomplish with Harbaugh and these guys, Trevor Penning is that. Uh, so next up for me, at pick 15, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. And with the number 15 pick in the NFL draft, I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Drake London. Wide receiver out of USC. Uh, Jalen Hurts looks like they're going to go with him. Uh, Jalen Hurts has some anchory issues. So you know how you fix a guy who has some accuracy issues? You get him a big target at the wide receiver position who can make tough, contested catches, who can make catches from awkward angles, maybe not the best throwing ball, but still going to catch it. Uh, physical player. Uh, I think he'll be ready to go right away. I know he had an injury. I don't have... There are some concerns with his deep speed, but I think in terms of being that big-bodied guy that's going to be a possession guy, be able to work the middle of the field, make tough catches down the field, uh, Drake London's your guy. And a guy for yards after the catch, too, because he's strong and he can run through contact. Yeah, definitely to help out Jalen Hurts. They've now drafted wide receiver three years in a row. You pair him up with Devontae Smith. That's a nice combo of two players that do different things, both really talented players. Um, I think he checked out pretty good from the foot injury. I like Drake London as well here, um, right right around this spot as well. So coming up, um, we're in this glut where Eagles and Saints kind of pick back-to-back, break back-to-back again. Uh, so pick 16, first time on the clock for the Saints. This is the pick the Saints essentially bought. They wanted to use next year's first-round pick this year, essentially. So they have 16 and 19. Their top needs are wide receiver, tackle, safety, um, you know. Right now, I don't think there's a tackle worthy of this spot for them. A lot of tackles come off the board. So I'm going to go back to the wide receiver well here. Take a look at what Mickey Loomis is doing. They still have the makings of a very good offense. You put around Jameis Winston. They need another receiver. So we're going to pair Jameis and Will, uh, uh, Jay, uh, Jay, Winston. We're going to pair him up with with two Ohio State receivers on both sides of the uh, both both sides of the line of scrimmage. Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. So I'm going to make Chris Olave the pick here. 
taking a look at a guy. He's as smooth as a silk sheet, a smooth operator, a uh, guy that could definitely run past you, really good intermediate routes as well. He's a tactician. He is going to make the Saints a better team. He is also going to keep your quarterback healthy. Because this guy gets open, the ball could come out quickly. He's just a pro. Wherever he goes, he's going to immediately make the team better. Um, but now you start looking at his offense now with a Michael Thomas, a Kamara, a Chris Olave. A lot of weapons for Jameis Winston to work with, or whoever plays quarterback ultimately, and get the Saints right back in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about really good wide receiver duos, or good route runners, good possession receivers. Uh, Jameis Winston will love that. So, for me, at pick number 17, we have the Los Angeles Chargers on the clock. And with the 17th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I have the Los Angeles Chargers selecting. And on the board, we have, uh, oh, wait, let me get this back up. Oh. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Uh, they need a corner. He's a guy that I think can play in multiple defenses. He can play zone. He can play man, cover two, cover three. Uh, he's a guy you can blitz off the edge, uh, can play press, uh, can do bump and run, use his hands very well, kind of twitchy, really good feet, and good natural back pedal. He's a guy that I think will come in and maybe not be a all-pro guy, but maybe can be an all a pro bullish caliber player uh, fairly quickly and definitely be a starting level corner right away and in a division in which they are where the Kansas City Chiefs provide, uh, reside, the Las Vegas Raiders, and now Russell Wilson, you need corners. Yeah, and, and I think corner is a pick here that they could go with. Um, you pair him up with J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel. I do believe that they want to build their team to kind of offset some of these top offenses. So I definitely see corner in play here for the Chargers. And you need multiple guys who can cover, right? I mean, because now it's particularly with the NFL, like the nickelback is, is in, like, it's like a base, a base yeah. starter. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, kind of having that passing background that Brandon Staley has, I could definitely see them trying to offset these elite offenses that they're going to have to match up with in the AFC West and go with, you know, really talented corners. Also, it's going to help them out with Bosa and Mack up front as well. So, coming back with the Eagles, Eagles here in the 18 hole, I'm going to give them Washington corner, Trent McDuffie. Slightly undersized corner, tremendous quickness, awareness, toughness, very fundamentally sound. He could play a lot of different coverages. He could play some jam. He could play off coverage. Good near skills. This guy is a really good corner. Has a good pedigree of Washington corners. Coached up by Jimmy Lake that have had success in the NFL. Corner is a position here that, that you know, the Eagles have neglected a little bit over the past few years. They could get a guy on one side of the field to go opposite their, uh, of Darius Slay and go about their way building a defense um, that 
that could play multiple different styles, but now you got two corners. That's going to help out the defense. So now I have the New Orleans Saints at pick number 19, and with the 19th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I have the New Orleans Saints selecting Matt Corral, quarterback out of Ole Miss. Uh, Matt Corral is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I have a top 20-ish, top 15-ish grade on him. I think he's actually the best quarterback in this class. I think this makes sense for the Saints. I don't think they plan on going going with, with Jameis Winston for the foreseeable future. I think he's more of a stopgap. I think if the Saints do not go QB in the first round, we're going to see him draft the QB at some point here. I'd have to imagine uh, where they want a guy who they like for the future. And the good thing about this is they have a good enough roster where they can st- still compete if Matt Corral doesn't play a snap this year. Jameis Winston can be the bridge and they can go to Matt Corral next year. Yeah, really good spot, too. He's got playmakers, maybe runs some RPOs as well. Also, um, doesn't have a top-tier arm, so I think playing in a dome, not only playing in a dome with the Saints, but every year they play in Atlanta, playing in a dome as well is going to help him out. This is a good fit here um, for any quarterback. And Carolina and Tampa Bay have nice weather as well. (laughs) Yeah, so they have a good infrastructure in place as well. So, next up is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert have been making the rounds at all of the quarterback pro days. So, I think they have a placeholder right now at Mitch Trubisky, but he essentially has a one-year guaranteed contract. So, this doesn't prevent them from passing on a quarterback. They still need to get their guy. I think similar to what Ozzie Newsome did when he retired taking Lamar Jackson, Kevin Colbert in his last draft is going to set up Pittsburgh for the future. So I'm going to so 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 this is the shortest commute in the draft. Okay. Get the Steelers, Kenny Pickett played in Pittsburgh. They share a practice facility. He's a guy. He, you know, I think with the Steeler coaching staff and a Matt Canada and some of the receivers they have. And a solid defense. This is a good spot for any quarterback. This might be the best spot for any of the quarterbacks to come into. And, you know, hand the ball off to Najee Harris and kind of grow with a very stable organization. But definitely very logical match for Kenny Pickett to go from the Pitt Panthers to the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Do you think that Kenny Pickett could beat Mitch Trubisky out day one at camp? Uh, yeah, I think he could do it, but, um, but here knowing that they, that ideally they want to probably put the best guy out there and win from day one and try to make the playoffs, I would think here Mitch Trubisky gets the first crack as the veteran, you know, he's a talented guy that can do some RPO and athletic stuff, so they're going to go with him and not give Kenny Pickett all 17 games. I think I think gradually they'll pepper him in eventually to take over for not the full season, but get enough of a look this year to know what he can do, what he can't do. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break, and then kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to start with the New England Patriots on the clock. Cut up next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk.
sentence you to five years in Montero State Prison. Barbershop Sports Talk, Mr. Love, Kenny Sim with us as we are doing our 2022 NFL mock draft pick by pick for the entire first round. And with the 21st pick, the New England Patriots are on the clock. And with that 21st pick, I have the New England Patriots selecting Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. He's somebody that Bill Belichick loves. Big. Fast, physical, 6'3", 237 pounds with that length. He can grow into his body more, be 250, could potentially one day be the best linebacker in the NFL. Uh, can run, three-down linebacker. You can use him in versatility. He can play in the 4-3, the 3-4. Uh, can be a matchup nightmare for tight ends. Uh, so I see Bill Belichick loving his new toy on the defensive side of the football. It's definitely a guy that they have traditionally liked a linebacker that can run sideline to sideline also has the length as well. Another guy, one of the safe, one of the safest players in this draft. He could come in early and play right away. Very good character as well. This is a, you know, it's a typically a spot where the Patriots like to take linebackers. You know, they, they, they've had success with um, different Alabama linebackers here. Put in Devin Lloyd, plug and play. They lost Bentley in the middle as a middle linebacker. Plug him in and fortify that defense. So now coming up with the Green Bay Packers. This is where the Green Bay Packers, um, you know, they're they're sitting here with 22, 29, um, I don't know at the top of my head if they have two second round picks, but but they have they have like three picks in the top sixty. So typically the way this team has drafted is they have waited on wide receiver. The last wide receiver they've taken in round one, it was early, I think it was two thousand two, was Javon Walker out of Florida State. So I do think ultimately they will break that trend. I think they do take one wide receiver here at 22 or 29, but I don't think it's here at 22. So I'm going to give them George Carl Loftus, outside linebacker, edge rusher, Purdue, powerful at the point of attack, power rusher, can also get to the quarterback as well, play the run. They lost to Darius Smith. Went to division rival Minnesota. They replaced him, and they still have a very solid front with Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, and now George Karloffis. All is there, you know, front three, front four to get after the passer. I like that move. Uh, do you think Green Bay, how do you think Aaron was going to feel with the spec? Yeah, I think he's at peace right now. Um, so I, I, I think they're going to get him eventually. 
they're going to get him a wide receiver, um, you know, to, to somewhat mitigate the loss of Devontae Adams. Um, they lost MVS as well. So I do think they'll they'll go offense at one one of these picks. However, just go off their history. They they have not taken a wide receiver in the first round since Javon Walker. So with the twenty third pick in the two thousand twenty two NFL draft, I have the Arizona Cardinals selecting Christian. Watkins, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. He's a guy that I have a more of a second-round grade on, has enormous potential. Uh, Arizona, they go for the freaks of nature, twitchy, quick athletes that have a lot of raw speed. And Christian Watkins sure has a lot of raw speed. He ran like a 4-3-2 or something crazy like that at the Combine. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been hurt. uh, what's his name? Uh, signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Katie, can you help me? Yeah, Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they need another receiver. Uh, and a guy who can be like your go-get-it guy, make tough catches, snatch the ball at the air. And Christian Watkins has that type of potential. So I'm going to go with him for pick 23 for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I do think he ultimately gets in the first round. I like Christian Watson a lot. Um does have some drops, but a lot of big playability, vertical down the field. And, you know, with with losing Christian Kirk, like you said, and DeAndre Hopkins has been injured, they need some speed to push the ball down the field. They really don't have that speed down the field at wide receiver. Lionel Moore's more of a guy inside the 10, inside the 15 yards that I can throw the ball to. So this will be a guy they can put at one end of the field opposite a DeAndre Hopkins and run him vertical. Kyler Murray, big on to get in the football. So now the Cowboys come up at pick 24. I do think they stick to the trenches. They could fortify their offensive line. Um, I'm going to go here with a different pick on the opposite end of the ball. I'm going to give them... Georgia defensive tackle Devontae Wyatt. And you take a look at what Dan Dan Quinn has done. They got edge rusher. They could put Michael Parsons off the edge. But typically in this defense as well, they need a really good three technique. A defensive tackle to push the pocket, play the run. Just just a, 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 a guy that just really makes offense, you know, makes the offense have a difficult time operating. That three technique in the middle of the field to get up the field. I'm going to give them Devontae Wyatt here, who I think is a little bit of a better prospect than Jordan Davis because of his pass rush ability. He's still a guy that tested off the charts as well. So you put him in at defensive tackle, up the middle, keep the linebackers clean. But then you got Marcus uh, 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 Michael Parsons off the edge as well. This just continues to to build their defense um, that that had a really good season last year. And so you get Devontae Wyatt, Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, just guys at all three levels that can make plays. So for me, at pick 25 in the 2022 NFL Draft, I have the Buffalo Bills selecting 
Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. He's actually my number one interior defensive lineman of this class. Uh, there are some concerns with Jordan Davis. I worry about the weight, the body. I think it, when he's in the organization that is the Buffalo Bills, they're going to help him manage the weight. He's going to be around veterans, around men, about guys who are going to hold him accountable. So I worry about that a little less. He's going to be an elite run stopper right away. You can't move him off the ball. He is a freak in that aspect. Also, he's explosively athletic. He ran, what, a 4.72 at the NFL Combine. Uh, I think in the pass rush, he is going to be disruptive. Uh, he pushes the center right back into the quarterback. I think we're going to see him do that a lot. And his length, I think his length is going to be able to uh, mucky up the passing lanes for QBs when they're trying to step up in the pocket. So Jordan Davis, pick number 25. Yeah, that is definitely, definitely a, a interesting prospect here. A guy that is in a good organization. I, I, I think the fit here is important to make sure that he maintains his weight and he doesn't eat himself out of the league. And I will say this too. Sean McDermott, former wrestler, understands how to make weight, understands how to watch your weight. I'm just putting it out there. And and we were able Gregory Russo was a guy that there were concerns about, went to Buffalo, then we saw those flashes. Definitely. So here for the Titans, Titans have been one with John Robinson. They've been up pretty easy team to predict. They really draft for need in their first pick. Um, so here, taking a look at where the biggest need is on this team. They could go different directions, maybe linebacker, maybe offensive line. They did get Robert Woods, so I think that eases their need at wide receiver. Um, so, so here, I'm going to go with uh, interior offensive lineman Kendrick Green. Texas A&M, and here's a guy that could play multiple, play all across the offensive line. He's played some left tackle, played some guard, played some right tackle, but Kenyon Green is definitely a guy you could plug in here on your offensive line that wants to run the football. Probably suits better at guard here, maybe right alongside Taylor Luan, but you add him in there, you get a first-round pick on the line, uh, to go along with their center and 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 Luan, this is a need, and I think it ultimately helps them uh, continue to build their offensive line for Derrick Henry, protect Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so you actually stole my pick, Kenny. So here's what we're gonna do. At pick 27 in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Tampa Buccaneers select Zion Johnson, guard out of Boston College. I would have gone Kenyon Green, but you already took him. Zion is a guy who's going to be plug-and-play right away. Uh, Also, has played all around the offensive line, so you have that versatility. Tom Brady, he's what, 44, turning 45. You're going to need to protect him. Uh, Need a guy who can open up holes in the run game. So Zion Johnson fits perfectly in there. You need a guy who's going to be able to contribute, fit in seamless uh, right away and help a team that's looking to compete for a Super Bowl. Yeah, they've, they've lost a lot of guys, too, in the inside. Um, you know, Kappa, um, another guard as well. They 
they have had uh, an exodus of interior offensive linemen, so they replenish that with Zion Johnson. I like Zion Johnson a lot. He's got guard center flexibility as well. He'll he'll find a way to be in one of those interior spots in front of Tom Brady. So now, so 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 now the Packers back on the clock here. This is where I think here they they get a wide receiver, and I do think they come away with one. Typically, they've been one that they they, they like the bigger receivers, uh, height, weight, speed guys, and they have traditionally gone that route. So I'm going to stick here with the Packers in that same line of thinking, and I'm going to give them Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of Arkansas. And they could use this guy down the field. They could put this guy in the big slot. They could even give him some handoffs. I think they use him as a playmaker to get the ball into his hands, especially with losing Devontae Adams. That's a lot of targets, a lot of production on offense that needs to go to different guys now. So there's a variety of ways to get him the ball. Yeah, I think that's... A great pick by you, Kenny. Uh, so for me, at pick 29, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. And with the 29th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, I'm going to give the Chiefs Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Kenny, I was gushing about this guy. I see a lot of Cooper Cup, but I see more explosion down the field. Uh, great route runner. Great hips, twitchy athlete, can catch it, can high point the ball, can run by people, can has versatility, can play inside, can play outside. Really good, can be a guy that you just have exclusively in the slot. Uh, he's not Tyree Kill, nobody's Tyree Kill, but he's going to be another guy that they can use in a bunch of different ways to help out Travis Kelsey and company and Patrick Mahomes. It's a pick here where they want to try to replenish some of their you know, deep downfield passing. Uh, I, I, I see a little Jordy Nelson in his game. It's a guy that he, he jumped out of the gym. He's a, a 6'3", 2'12", and he also jumps 40 inches. Definitely, you put him up. He's a he's one of those wide receivers that could get explosive plays down the field for Patrick Mahomes. They have back-to-back picks, so I do see them, you know, I do see them going wide receiver um in this you know in this realm of the draft. They actually have the most picks in this draft. They got they got two ones, two twos, two threes. So they could quickly um get younger and improve this team and I think that was one of I, I, I think that was part of their thinking when they traded Tyree Kill. So now coming back the Chiefs are right back on the clock now. And I'm going to go here on the defensive side of the ball with Penn State edge rusher Arnold Ebiketti. And he's a guy that, that they need some pass rush. They already have Chris Jones. But, um, you know, not getting as much out of uh, Frank Clark as they had hoped so. But they got to get after the passer. I think they were towards the bottom in in terms of total sacks last year. Abiketti is a Penn State edge rusher, 
long, twitched off, high motor, explosive get off. Definitely fits, I think, what the uh, Chiefs are looking for on defense, especially they're going to have the lead. They got to get after the passer. They go here and they help their pass rush, help their defense a little bit with uh, Abacati. So for me now, at pick number 31, we have the reigning AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. And with the 31st pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, at the Cincinnati Bengals selecting Kier Elam, cornerback out of Cincinnati. He's a guy who's well-versed, kind of like an Andrew Boot Jr., can play a lot of different positions, uh, really good man, zone corner, can press, can do a lot of different things, can even put him in the slot, can line up against tight ends with his length. He's about 6'1". Uh, does not have the uh, the twitchiness or the acceleration I think that Andrew Boot Jr. has, which is why I have him lower personally on my board. But he's a guy right away who can come uh, into the team and contribute right away. It definitely, when you take a look at the Chiefs or, or the uh, Bengals, is they got, I think they got a lot of uh, uh, overproduction from their secondary last year. So it's one that was kind of pieced together with free agents. They do have Jet, uh, Jesse Bates, but, you know, they, they also had guys like uh, Eli Apple, Jetty Awuzier, Von Bell. So a, a chance to come back and draft a guy in the secondary. They've also taken guys that have been pretty productive players from big schools. That's definitely like an Elam. He's 6'2", 200, to play a combination of man and zone. Really good in man coverage. You can see him, um, you know, fitting right in this cornerback room for the Bengals. Now, this is the last pick of the first round. And traditionally, this is a trade-out opportunity. If the, if, if, if the Lions wanted to get extra picks, they could trade out. A team comes in, you get that fifth-year option. But we don't do trades here in this exercise. So Lions, a team, again, that needs everything. I'm going to go here with Daxton Hill. He's a combination of a slot corner and a safety right down the road, about 40 minutes away in Ann Arbor at Michigan. Daxton Hill, former five-star prospect. He could play nickel. That's definitely a very particular skill set, but it's a one where you need to have a hit. you got to draft a third corner as a starter in this league now. But he could also play safety, too. He's got, he's got good speed, good range. He could be the star on the Christmas tree, play up top, play the post. But this is definitely a defensive chess piece that they could move around and they get him right in his backyard out of Michigan. And now you put him in there. Hopefully Jeffrey Okuda comes back healthy. And now you have now two first-round picks in the secondary as the Lions continue their rebuild. How much consideration do you think a Desmond Ritter would get with the spot? I definitely think he, he merits some consideration. The Lions could also go quarterback here. Like I said, at pick 32, you get that fifth-year option. This is definitely a quarterback pick. Um, 
like a, a next next week a Matt Corral if he's there. I could see them pulling the trigger on him. Desmond Ritter is definitely one where he he probably is projected to go around this area, but they wanted to get a quarterback here. They could also go with a Desmond Ritter. So, Kenny, you wanted to do a little exercise. It's something the Baltimore Ravens do. You want to explain it? Definitely. This is this is one where, you know, at the end of the scouting exercise, each scout comes up and they have a red star. And this is and, and, and the red star is you put this on the draft board for your favorite player who you think is gonna be, you know, you think this guy's going to be the best player in the draft. This is the proverbial one where you pound the table for my team. If you ignore need, my team needs to get this guy. He's going to make us better. He's going to be a perennial pro bowler. This is your top player. Red kind of correlates to, you know, a red chip player is a top 10 player at a position. You think this guy eventually when he gets his prime is going to be a top 10 player in the NFL at this position. This is basically, you think your top player. If I had to go say, Daryl, who, who is, who's the guy you think in five years, is the best player in this draft, your top player overall, regardless of position, who isn't? Okay. So I'll start first. Number one, are we going to do one or two? You want to do two? Yeah, let's do two. And this is a bit, again, it's a very selective one. You just can't be handing them out. It's a very selective uh, exercise. So we could do two. Okay. Number one for me is Evan Neal off the tackle out of Alabama. He's my number one overall player on the board. Uh, I told you I've been gushing about the kid since I saw him play against Miami the first game of the season. Uh, dominant physical specimen, 6'7". Uh, 340 pounds and an easy 340 pounds. We saw how good he looked with his shirt off at the combine. Explosive road grader in the run game. Uh, does not give up ground. Will be able to handle the power pass rushers of the NFL. Uh, he does have the ability to anchor. He has 34 inch arms. He will be able to kick, slide, and push uh, these ends out while his QB can step up in the pocket. Uh, I see Hall of Fame. Pro Bowl potential. He'll be as good as the guys like Orlando Brown and all these other guys. I see special from him. And then second, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Tough, physical, plays relentless every single play. Uh, really good against the run. Twitchy, explosive, really good at piecing together his pass moves, whether it's going from a swim to a rip to a spin to a swim. Uh, bull rush, a speed rush. He has it all in his arsenal. He's very good at piecing it together. Uh, so he's a guy that I see being very, very good in this league. And those are my top two players on my yeah, board. Yeah, okay. Definitely two good ones. I like Evan Neal as well. Uh, probably have him, when you consider player, position, everything as, as my top player as well when we do battle the boards. So the top two players that that I'll have here is the first one that I really like is a mad sauce Gardner. He definitely is, is the type of corner I like. He's a bigger corner, about 6'2", 200 pounds. He's got the length and the production in college is he has not a lot of touchdown. I think his, his passer rating when 
throwing in his intended range is like 32, 33. Uh, he held his own against Alabama for high-end competition. And I also like the way he's wired. He's a good kid. Does not drink or smoke. He's all about ball. He's a guy that I think is just a very clean prospect. You know what you're going to get immediately from day one. And he's at a premium position as well. The second one I have is is traditionally, you know, I like the bins. And... But right now, the two guys I got a good feel for are both on the perimeter. So the second one I really like is Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson's a guy that I've watched since he was at Lake Travis High School. He's a He, he was the number one receiver in his class, uh, five-star kid. Immediately made an impact at Ohio State as early as a freshman. Um, I remember telling people that this 2022 draft, Garrett Wilson's going to be a first-round pick. And he's my top receiver. For six foot, he can make plays above the rim. Really good after the catch. That's why I like him a little bit better than Chris Olave. Does not drop a lot of passes. Has breakaway speed. You can see even the Penn State game, they gave him a jet sweep first play of the game. He goes, you know, 70 yards. Um, I could see him fitting in in the right spot to like what C.D. Lamb did, to what Justin Jefferson did immediately as a rookie. Um, Really good pedigree from Ohio State wide receivers. But he is as talented as they come. So Garrett Wilson is one where I would feel pretty good that he would have a very, very good career. And depending on, you know, where he goes, he's going to elevate his quarterback. And it's a pass-happy offense. I could see him making several Pro Bowls. So comps to him, you know, comps to him is like a is like a young version of an Odell Beckham, even a Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, even Terry McLaurin was a Pro Bowler out of Ohio State. So I'm thinking he's going to have very similar uh, uh, production to one of those guys. Kenny, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. And then, you know what next time is? This Battle of the Boers, our favorite. Yes. We will see. Lines will be crossed. And no war room pandemic this time. And once again, I want to thank Kenny Sim for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 421st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.